Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. I'm Rachel Brandeglusky. And I'm Ansel Birch. And it's time, time to party! This month's episodes on Kate and Leopold were recorded on April 30th, 2023. We are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. Illusions, Ansel. I'll just use some old singing for Oh, Mark Marin does that too, with his cats, right? I think uh, one of his like catchphrases was like "Boomer lives," but like Boomer died like oh, a while ago. Actually, I think a number of his pets have died since his podcast started. I mean, so he's been oof. podcasting for a while. It's true. He's also had a lot of pets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, party people! Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're in for a good time. There it is. Ha-ha. That's the catch. There it is. That's the catchphrase. Keep that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Three seasons. We're still working on a catchphrase. Yeah, you know. I did not know what I was getting into. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good time puns out there. Yeah. You you start uh, going back to some old favorites. Mm-hmm. The classics. <laughs> yes. It uh, is about time, after all. Ha-ha. Uh, this month, we are... I was going to say medieval, and that's not right. We're no. getting... What's Baroque? Victorian. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. If it's not Baroque, don't fix it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The complete deadpan that just happened. You have to realize that my husband makes a lot of terrible puns, and so I'm really good at the deadpan staring in response. <laughs> I think he's more shocked now if he actually gets me to laugh with one than if ah. I just stare at him. Okay. It's so now we know it's punch. a challenge. That's... Right. Challenge accepted. Uh, this month, we are joined... Actually, you know what? Ansel, this is v- your very good friend. Why That's true. Uh, why don't you give the pomp and circumstance this oh, time? Oh, my. Uh, well, we are joined by my very good friend. We've been together for, God, ages. What What did we figure out? 11 years now? We met in... Well, I mean, we met in 2010, but you were mean. And, I can uh, see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then I think we actually started speaking in 2011. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, about, about 11, 12 years. We've been friends, and uh, man, we were part of each other's weddings. We were... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how we bring the time travel in. <laughs> took Ansel years to remember that I didn't attend his wedding. It just seems like you ought to have been yeah, there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you were actually at mine. Uh, Rachel Both is, of them. I know. <laughs> Rachel has been on some amazing shows. Do you want to talk about any of them here? I've been on Locked into Vacancy. I did Starlight Radio Dreams. I've done some other one-offs. Those names are escaping me. Um, I did a, not a podcast, but a like live-streamed drinking game, Drunkenly Ever After, where we drank along with your favorite Disney movies and got very intoxicated. Um, that was a good time. Mm-hmm. So I was told that you were going to pick a Disney movie for this. There weren't and then you didn't. really any good ones on the list. I know, that's why I was curious when because, Ansel said that. And I was I just had, like, hmm. Like, I have a drinking game pre-prepared for every single animated Disney movie and some of the sequels. 
Cool. Um, none of them have time travel. And none of them have time travel in them. None of them? Isn't that bonkers? None of the animateds. It is bananas that there are... Somehow. Some of them have clocks in them. Like, Great Mouse Detective is, you know, really Mm clock-centric. But... Mm -hmm. Also depressing and haunts my childhood. uh, But one of the best (laughs) Disney villain songs. Yes, true. I also got to say bye, Felicia, during our episode because the cat's name is Felicia. (laughs) (laughs) Really clever. I did read a theory once that uh, the genie from Aladdin is a time traveler. That's fair. That could have possibly counted, yeah. Next episode. Next time we have you on. (laughs) I'll come back. Or I could just provide. I want. It would be fun to kind of compare the game I created to the one you guys create and see how they line up. Oh, our rules are just that, bonkers. There's a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, episode four. Some of our Disney rules were bonkers. For Fantasia, one of the rules that will get you fucked up in that game it, playing is drink every time you see a butt. Yeah, lots of butts. So yeah. many butts. So so there butts. are cherub butts. There are Hippos. hippo butts. There are dinosaur butts. There are uh, centaur and Pegasus butts. There are mickey butts there do, are... do the gators count when you're just seeing the oh, tail yeah we counted a lot of animals there are uh everything in the animal everybody ballet. got a butt they got but like the gator right the butt would be under the tail and you're just seeing the tail mostly right yeah so maybe we don't count the gators. we definitely counted the hippos we counted the ostriches we counted the cherubs the pegasus and the, conductor. the centaurs <laughs> i think a, a different rule was drink whenever you see the conductor oh, okay um but yeah, drinking whenever you see a butt was so bad. I imagine that, that would be. A... I made them take a break <laughs> during the dinosaur <laughs> one. I was like, "No more drinking, you guys. Here's <laughs> water for this song because you all are losing it, and we still have like two things left. <laughs> like there's like forty more minutes left, and you are." Can we just record us playing this game? Like I, we can put yes. on Fantasia right now. Like <laughs> it's a good drinking game. It will. It, that one was one of the best ones because we like my friend Nick and I got drunk, watched the movie, and then made up the rules for Amazing. it because there wasn't like any any type of pre-made games to even like pull ideas sure. from. The other one that will get you fucked up is you need one rule to okay. play the drinking game for Bolt. Oh, drink every time a dog barks. Oh my god, you will die. Similar similar thing uh, for High School Musical. Okay. Drink every time they say Wildcat. Yep. Yeah, no, drink every time a dog barks, you'll die. You'll literally die. (laughs) So in case you haven't figured it out, this first episode, we're going to be designing a drinking and smoking game to go along with with this month's movie, which is... Kate and Leopold. Yeah. So I hadn't seen since, like, college. So, Rachel, why did you pick Kate and Leopold? Um, I picked Kate and Leopold because I am typically a sucker for the classic 90s and... 2000s rom-coms except this one did not age very well i mean so few of them do yeah no it was but you know seeing a young hugh jackman was nice (laughs) (laughs) worth the price of admission yeah yeah it was it was a good time but i I spent a lot of time watching this movie going oh i don't remember that (laughs) i blocked a lot of it out (laughs) yeah uh i just rewatched idiocracy and they drop the F slur and the R slur so much. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a lot of the movies drop the R slur a lot. Yeah. Um, and I just it never registered to me because it was just like a you know part of the vernacular at the it time. It was just background noise for so long. Yep. Yeah. But now I hear it and it's just like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, just a lot of the language, a lot, just her boss is so like mm-hmm. an HR nightmare. Correct. <laughs> uh, we'll get in, into that in the second episode, but first. That's actually one of my rule suggestions. Oh, oh, great. Well, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> um, for those of you out there who don't know about Kate Leopold, uh, our good friends at IMDb tell us, an English duke from 1876 is inadvertently dragged to modern day New York where he falls for a plucky advertising executive. I mean, that's pretty accurate, right? That happens. I hate that they call her plucky. <laughs> that was the word back then. I Man. hate it, though. Love a, love a plucky actor, the 90s did. Uh, Ansel, would you say your friend Rachel is plucky? Uh, not to her face. <laughs> now he wants to keep all of his fingers. <laughs> so yeah, let's jump right into it. Um, first rule. Uh, Rachel, why don't you go first? Um, one of the ones that came up to me was just every time Leopold encounters a new piece of technology. I think we're the same person, Ansel. This <laughs> oh, isn't no. going to work. <laughs> um, That's literally my first the, rule. Oh, yeah. Perfect. The singularity has take, opened. Take a drink lean every time in. Leopold is startled or curious by future tech. Yep. I say we lean into this and see how far it takes us. Uh, okay. <clears throat> What's your second rule? <laughs> My second rule is whenever JJ does something super sexist or egotistical. Okay. He has a lot of those moments. He does. That is correct. Uh, it diverges there. Mm-hmm. Because okay. my, okay. Right. my second right. rule kind of goes with the first rule. Uh, take a drink every time you are startled by outdated tech. Oh. So like Palm Pilots, for one. That's oh, a fun one. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, the Palm Pilot. Just going through this movie and seeing all these things, just like, oh, hey, that's not a thing anymore. All that's of, not a thing anymore. All of the corded phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even the cell phones are just mm-hmm. like... <laughs> even the cell phones. The computers were hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seeing Kate was talking about OS 9 something. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's intense. All right, so every time you're shocked by outdated tech, okay. Mm-hmm. I also included a rule for uh, anytime Leopold does something old-fashioned but in the modern time. Mm. Oh, I like that. He does that a lot in does... the beginning. Oh, yeah. It's a sip rule because <laughs> you get really drunk otherwise. Fair enough. I mean, he even does it pretty continuously. I, I keep thinking of the scene where he's in the, the bar with Charlie's friends, mm-hmm. and he's just, like, dazzling them with, like, oh, he takes the drinks from her, and yes. he just is, like, very educated and charming. and Oh, like the Louvre. Yeah, the Louvre. And, and so, like, j- just his, like, classic politeness and then when he demonstrates it at, at the dinners and stuff where mm-hmm. he stands whenever the woman gets up <laughs> uh it reminded me of interesting parallels with the movie blast from the past i think that would be a good double feature for this because oh, brendan yeah. Fraser's character is also mm-hmm. out of time and is like annoying alicia silverstone's character with all his politeness but from like the 1950s. Not... And, and then you have kind of the reverse opposite of Pleasantville, where mm-hmm. they go back in time and... Well, technically it's not back in time. No, they're, yeah. But it's not technically a time travel movie because they're yeah, a TV it's show. Like a... But, yeah. but they definitely alarm them with their like modern colloquialisms right. in the, the 50s setting. This feels like an important right. corollary to the one true rule of time travel, which is... You can't travel to the past because everything is gross. And you can't travel to the future because you are gross. Right. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're a white male, then... then you're fine. You're fine either way. Uh, You'll still be gross, but you can can figure out the shower. Sure. 
That's why I like having people of color and women on this show so that we can both gang up on Ansel. <laughs> Please do. We deserve it. Um, no, I definitely wrote, <laughs> wrote in my notes at the end. Uh, my husband came home as I was finishing this movie. And he was like, how is it going? And I just shout, because I had headphones on, and I just shout, she gave up penicillin for him! <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a choice I would make. <laughs> no, I, I do want to get into that in the second episode, because, uh, yeah, what a choice. Yeah, what a choice. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Kate, uh, my third rule is uh, take a drink every time Kate is mean to Leo. That's a good one. Like, bro, I know you're from New York, and New Yorkers suck, but at least be genius. <laughs> they be really about leaned it. hard into making her that like abrasive career trope, t- career girl trope. Mm-hmm. They like Plucky. just yeah. <laughs> I just really liked though that like Meg Ryan was in her forty, like late forties when they shot this, and Hugh Jackman is actually considerably younger than her. In oh this really? Movie. Yeah, he was only like like. 39 40 and i think she's wow. like 48 49 so it's nice to see a movie starring an older woman yeah definitely frankly. especially a romance that's nice yes i'll give him that my fourth rule was you could take a either a drink or a shot depending on how dangerous a game you feel like playing every time <laughs> Stuart rambles about time uh <laughs> similarly uh my fourth rule is take a hit whenever someone doesn't believe him about time mm. travel that's a good one. Until we I mean, find Gretchen. Yeah. Gretchen who believes him. <laughs> who always looked like she was on the verge of tears. Yeah, she did. Like, it, <laughs> when she was like, I believe you. I thought she was going to break down and start crying. Even when she was reading outside of the psychiatrist's office, she just had very, like, wet eyes. And I was like, are you... A... I thought she was a patient until I figured yes. out she wasn't. I was like, oh, no. She definitely could have blended in with oh, the patients. No. Maybe that's I feel the like gag. they would have locked you up for melancholia back in the day, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> um, my fifth rule was finish your drink when Kate's dress suddenly grows a train due to time travel. She can suddenly dance. <laughs> Get a little resentful that her her costume did a complete. The only costume that got affected by time change. Yep, because Stuart uh, had. Where did where did he get the clothes when he got back there? Like, Probably Goodwill. <laughs> I think he dressed like that before he went. Oh, I think he was like, "I'm going back to this year," or he like stole them off somebody. But he did have his little goggles still. He had his little camera, so I think he kind of. I think I feel like he dressed. He got ready ah. before going. He didn't go there and, and mug someone. And yeah, stole he their didn't clothes. go there and show up naked like in the Terminator and have to steal somebody's clothes. No, he like. He like tracked down to the local shop costume and... shop and purchased some things, and they I mean, didn't fit very well. And then he was like, "Well, I'm going." Being from New York, I'll bet he went to like a, a Broadway yard sale or something. Yeah, there you go. Picked up some stuff that just was cheap and hopped off a bridge. Um, one time, I was in New York at the same time as the Broadway flea market, and I oh. wanted to go because both Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce were on Broadway at the time. So they both signed a script from Frasier, and I wanted to go bid on it. Wow. It, it went pretty quick. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Do we yes. have any more rules? Uh, that was my last one. I have one more. All right. Perfect. Uh, it's a shot rule. Okay. Uh, as we tend to do, as I tend to do here, uh, 
I like to take a shot out of respect for someone. Uh, in this movie, I I wrote down take a shot for Viola Davis. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there are so many actors that you will recognize in this movie as actual stars now. Yes. But Viola Davis has got to be the biggest one. Yeah, no. Like, it, I was going back and forth between Viola Davis and Kristen Shaw. Mm. I think it's worse because Viola Davis is like a nameless character. Like, mm-hmm. she she doesn't have a name in the credits, yep. I don't think. And now she has an Oscar. Now she, has an Oscar. <laughs> she, she put in the time to get that oscar like viola's been through some stuff absolutely i really want to read her memoir it's one of the few like i normally don't care about memoirs specifically celebrity memoirs um but i would really like to read hers i've heard it's amazing mm. did she do the audiobook yes she does hell yeah and i've heard the audiobook is also nice amazing. love a good audio how would it not be you know who's good at audiobooks admiral janeway hmm <laughs> Uh, I, I listened. She's got, she's got a good voice for that. I listened to the audiobook for Nosferatu, the Joe Hill book. Yeah. She narrates that. Mm. Uh, maybe I'll listen to that. I have a copy of it. I keep meaning to read it at Christmas, and then I keep getting like distracted whenever it comes around. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a copy for years. I keep meaning to read it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's also kind of funny because another Star Trek alum uh, plays. The main villain oh, yeah. in the TV show. Quinto. Yep. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Well, let's take it home. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that does it for our drinking and smoking rules. Um, I feel like we keep forgetting to to say that you don't have to drink alcohol. It has been a little while since we made a big point of that. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to drink whatever you want, however much you want. We're not going to pressure you. We just want you to have a good time. Yeah. I have found it equally effective to just to just point at the television, go, hey, <laughs> that works. Yep. That works. Yes. Uh, alternatively, you can do whatever hard drugs um, <laughs> yeah. you want oh, with these rules. We uh, didn't tell you to, but you could. It's yeah. We're not gonna stop you. We here at Time to Party advocate for partying however you want, but healthfully. We're not doctors. And safely. Yeah, you know, we don't want you to die or anything. Yeah, please. Please, please. Because we need your listener numbers. We have so few <laughs> listener numbers. <laughs> we can't afford any attrition within the listener can't, base. We can't lose anybody. <laughs> we need all of you. This is a it's team effort. Yeah. So drink responsibly. Tell your friends. Get more people on. Do drugs responsibly. While you go off to find drugs to do responsibly, you can find us on the internet. I'm at bsilverio20 on Instagram, Twitter, and Hive. I'm at Orion has Moxie, M-O-X-I-E, because I forget that there are other ways to spell it, on Instagram. Uh, and then I have a book talk, which is completely different and only <laughs> talks about books. It's probably not good, super good applicable for this show. It is. I do enjoy it. What's your, what's your handle on book uh, talk? A wandering read. Is my book talk. I endorse about. it. It's very R E E D. No, R E A D. I figured since it's a book talk. Because I, I go little free library hunting a lot. So ah, those are fun. It's a lot of videos of me like walking around opening Chicago and, and opening doors. and sh- closing uh, little free library doors and occasionally epically failing at opening the little free library <laughs> doors. Those are the best ones. I'm not going to lie. The one that was slow and shut and you can just hear me like quietly grunting in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I quietly get the fuck as I can't get the door open. 
Uh, I am at Indecisionist on Twitter and at The Indecisionist on Instagram. Special thanks to April Moralba for our podcast art and to Marlon Longit of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. This has been an Indecisionist production. Head on over to Indecisionist.com slash time to party to check out all of our show notes and transcripts of episodes. Uh, you can join the conversation by using the hashtag time to party. That is time the number two party or hashtag time the number two party all spelled out thanks to warwick <laughs> oh no of course he would <laughs> join us next week when we review kate and leopold and go into all of the you know historical inaccuracies the <laughs> so many the um i was gonna say uh the the abs but like you could just say it you you could, but like, how often do you see his abs in the movie? It's implied. You see his upper chest. Exactly. You it's see a, a lot, lot of, pec. of that like budgeting chest hair. Yes, there's a lot of Hugh Jackman tint, but not abs. This was before he was the huge jacked man. So hey, he was still Gaston. Was he? He was Gaston in the Australian production of Beauty and the Beast. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, the soundtrack's great. All right. <laughs> yeah. I remember downloading those recordings off of LimeWire. Oh, shit. <laughs> now that is some time travel. There we go. There it is. Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, while we go through our LimeWire playlists, need you all to remember to be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Mm-hmm.